Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues today. We are in Reno, Nevada, and our guest is Breck Lee Durham, also sort of with a band called Trouble Show. We're going to talk about that with Breck Durham after we talk about Flash Jam. Discover your celebrity at the newest, hottest, most interesting and fun live music show to hit the scene in about 50 years. It's called Flash Jam. Whether you perform live music or enjoy watching live music, Flash Jam has something for everyone. Flash Jam is a dynamic way for musicians to come together, perform, and compete for recognition and prizes. Whether you are new to the stage or an experienced musician, Flash Jam provides an exciting platform to collaborate and showcase your talents. Musicians perform hit songs with other random musicians who share a passion for that same song. Let's say, just as an example, my old bass player John wants to do Run Through the Jungle, and Breck wants to play lead guitar, and I want to sing it, and and Chris wants to play the drums or whatever. We all learn our part on that song, and we get together at Flash Jam, and we perform it for the first time together. Musicians that are established can also get involved. They play hit songs with other existing bands and compete with them, uh, performing iconic songs as well. Then the audience gets to participate because they vote on their favorite cover band, their favorite combination of these guys and this organization or this group that got together. In fact, one of the guests on the Music of America podcast met by doing Flash Jam, and they're still performing to date. It's really cool. And it's a, it sounds like a lot of fun. It's not at your market yet because I think they're just in Colorado right now, but they're traveling all over the country, spreading the word, and you can get your market involved too. It's all there in Flash Jam, www flashjam.com flashjam coming to a market near you welcome to the show does that sound fun yeah that's interesting it's uh sounds a little bit like something that uh um joseph gordon levitt was doing about 10 years ago or something where he had a collaborative uh space online for people to you know, somebody would post a a, a beat or a, a bass track or uh, you know, lead track or rhythm or something like that. And then people would just come in and start to collaborate and add little pieces to it. And they would write a piece or create, create a piece sort of independently like that. I remember hearing something about that back in the day. Interesting. So let's talk about you. So it's yeah. Breck Lee Durham, but you go by Breck, right? Or do you uh, like Breck? Yeah, right. Online. Well, yeah, online and everything's going to be under Breck Lee, but in conversation and my, my friends and folks just call me Breck. Yeah. And you're with a band, but right now that band is in hiatus. That's the word you use. So talk about Trouble Show and the hiatus status of that, please. So uh, a few years ago, I, uh, I, I've been doing recording on my own and, and performing on my own as a solo, mostly acoustic act uh, for about 13 years now. But um, about three years ago, uh, I really wanted to get out of the... the kind of a rut I found myself in of recording with, uh, you know, on a digital at home recording, uh, setup and, um, bringing in, you know, friends and, and folks I know would come in and play a lead part or a bass part here and there. 
Um, but I didn't do any, a lot of live recording and I really wanted to just get in a room with some folks and, and bang it out and, and let's, let's, you know, let's play live yeah. and record live. And, um, I met, uh, I met a couple of guys here and there through open mics and, and little jam bands and jam sessions that I've been in. So <clears throat> I asked a few guys, I said, Hey, I have these three songs. I like to record them. You know, does it sound like fun? And uh, I was lucky enough, they said yes, and, and we did. And in the process of recording those songs, by the time we were done recording, you know, uh, a couple of the guys said, hey, do you guys want to keep doing this? This has been fun, and, this, you know, let's, let's make this a thing. And I was, I was all for it. I was, absolutely, let's, let's, uh, let's uh, we didn't get the band back together, but we got a band together. <laughs> and so uh, that turned into Trouble Show. And, uh and so, yeah, that was about December of 2020, um, right in the, in the heart of COVID <laughs> yeah. when we, uh, when we made a run at it and, um, a couple of delays due to COVID notwithstanding, we, we worked it out. Um, we did have our main lead guitar player, uh, change roles at, at one time. He's, uh, you know, still a, a friend of the band, still a great guy, Kyle Visco, but he's playing in about three or four other bands and he's getting stretched pretty thin. So. Um, we've since been joined by a fellow named Mark Butler and, um, he's playing lead guitar for us now. And, uh, we were, you know, playing, recording, playing the occasional gig here and there. Um, in October, we played, uh, last time we played a gig and our bass players having just some, some physical issues, uh, with his neck and such. So we, for his health and, and recovery, we, we went on hiatus for a few months. We're going to be reassessing here um, in 2024, and, and hopefully, if he's he's feeling up to it, he's healthy, and we can all uh, get back into it, give it another go. So, we're just calling it a hiatus for right now, and hoping that we'll continue uh, on into 2024. Um, but mostly, just hoping Greg uh, Greg feels better. And is uh, you know, I know he loves to play, so don't want him to lose that. Right. Okay. Now, before that, though, and since that, you've done solo work. So let's, uh, what's the history of, of Breck Lee Durham? How long have you been playing? How did you start? What did you start with? And how long ago was that? Even as a, you know, as a little kid, I was enraptured with music. Um, the family stories, I saw Elvis on TV and haven't been right since when I was, you know, before I could really talk. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I, you know, wanted to be a wanted to be a songwriter as soon as I discovered that songs could be written. Yeah. You know, I, I <laughs> they didn't just watching, fall out of the sky, right? <laughs> that, that's exactly what I thought they did. I thought songs were just these magical things that were in the universe, and people found them and heard them and sang them and played them. And I was watching television with my mom when I was about six or seven years old, and watching an interview with uh, Corey Daxton. Uh, and uh, whose mom, May Axton, uh, wrote uh, Heartbreak Hotel for Elvis. And I remember Hoyt Axton was telling that story about his mother sitting at the kitchen table writing Heartbreak Hotel. And I said to my mom, I said, what, what do you mean, like, she wrote the song? And my mother had to explain to me that's how they come to be. <laughs> and, uh, and so from that moment, I was just like, well, that's something I want to do. And so, you know, early on, I got my first guitar around 10 or 11 years old. And before I could really play a G chord, I was already trying to write a song. Uh, I had the cart way in front of the horse there. But, uh, 
And so that, that's kind of where it all started. Um, I was playing in, you know, high school storage unit bands, garage bands, things like that. And uh, as a teenager, I cut my hand up pretty good and severed some tendons. And um, they never, you know, I had some rural northern Nevada health care at the time. Didn't do me any favors. And um, so I still don't have full use of, like, the, the pinky on my left hand. I can... All I can do with it is make it D into a D minor with it. Um, not a lot of range. I can cheat and make a fist if I curl it in using the using the ring finger. So I just quit playing. I, you know, dramatic teenager was upset. Yeah, yeah. Spawned it, and I just quit playing for for quite a while. And uh, in my mid twenties, I started hanging out with musicians again. Some guitar player friends of mine, and sitting around. Um, sitting around in living rooms and on back porches playing guitar and, and doing little jam sessions and sing-alongs. And um, whenever uh, one of them would put his guitar down to go out and smoke a cigarette, um, I'd pick it up and start strumming. And uh, when they all came back in to, you know, get the festivities going again, I'd put it down. And one day a good friend of mine, Dave Bradshaw, said, well, why don't you take that home and practice? And I said, nah, I can't play guitar, man. And he said, BS, you play guitar every time I set it down. He goes, take that home and practice. I have other ones. And so that's, you know, that's kind of how it all got started again. And so that was in 95. And I've been, you know, playing ever since then. Um, getting, you know, a couple, three years after that, I started playing and at open mics and out in public. And I've just kept rolling uh, and throughout, started. doing home recordings and when you started playing out, Brack, were you doing covers? Or were you doing original stuff? Um, I was doing mostly originals the entire okay. time. That's kind yeah, of even yeah, even uh, it was always easier for me to make something up than to learn how somebody else did it. <laughs> so uh, I did. It did really help once I did start playing some covers, learning some songs, yeah. and figuring out how I could how I could play them with my you know, three and a third finger instead of, right. you know, doing it exactly how it was written sometimes. Um, and even during that time when I wasn't playing at all, I was still writing lyrics all the time and writing, you know, uh, writing stuff down and, and trying to be a poet or a lyricist and trying to convince friends of mine who were still playing in bands and playing music, Hey, this would make a good song. And, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I've been writing the whole time, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I the first song I ever played in public was a was an original at a little uh, art space called the the uh, the bomb shelter across from ASU in Tempe, Arizona. That's, that's and I uh, still remember pretty... it being as, as scared as I've ever been. Yeah, I was gonna say that's gonna be a brave thing to do because you know it's it's hard enough to get up there and perform. You know, talk to somebody who's you know anybody that's never performed before, and after they've done it the first time, they'll tell you their heart's going like, you know. And I get so nervous, and that's uh, usually doing somebody else's music. Maybe even something like a, a common church song where everybody's singing at church with you together, or happy birthday, something like that. You, man, you just jump in the water both feet. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm going to do this. I may as well do my own stuff, and and nobody's going to tell me it's wrong because they won't know, <laughs> right? Right. That, that was one of the best lessons I ever got is uh, after, you know, once I first started playing at open mics and then public, you know, if I, if I made a flub, if I made a mistake, hit a wrong note or yeah. missed a line, you know, I, it, it throw me. And then one of my friends just said, Hey, nobody knows. 
Right. <laughs> Nobody so knows. Just keep going. Just keep, keep going. going. <laughs> Make like, just, just act like you meant to do it. Right. Now, uh, you sent us a few songs. These are all originals. None of these are covers. And the first one features Cat Hart. So tell us who Cat Hart is. So Cat Hart is a uh, Reno local uh, musician, artist. Uh, she's been around for a few years. I met her at an open mic a few years ago. Um, she is, you know, she's got a, she does solo shows and she does, she has her band Cat Hart in the business. And um, she is, you know, she's just a, she's a ton of talent and, you know, uh, in a, in a, <laughs> in a little body and she just, uh, she's, she's, yeah, she's always hustling, always working, always playing just a lot of, a lot of talent. And, um, I was lucky when, uh, uh, I, I wrote the song that, that song, uh, the kind you like, I wrote with my, with my brother-in-law, uh, Cliff Hayslip lives out, uh, lives out in Texas and he's a, an accomplished guitar player, really good, played in bar bands for, for years and years. And, um, he likes to write and record different stuff. And when we get together, you know, he'll usually say, Hey, do you have any lyrics for this? Or can you make something up with this? And that's kind of how that came to be. And I really wanted to do something a little bit more with it and, uh, brought the tracks back with me to Reno. And, and I thought, you know, this could use, this would sound really good with that woman's perspective and a little back and forth on the lyrics, you know, yeah. like a couple people just, you know, uh, uh, you know, verbally giving it to each other, if you will. And, um, and I ran it past Kat and, and I wasn't sure if she'd say yes, because stylistically it's much different than what she does. She's got kind of an indie pop jazz feel, um, and most of her original stuff, very talented guitar player. Um, I hear a little bit of Ani DeFranco in there as, as well as others. And she's, you know, but not a, not a, uh, uh, you know, three chord rock and roll, you know, barroom kind of sound right. um and so i was really happy that she she stepped out of her comfort zone and said yes and we uh we threw that out there and put it together and she just man she just knocked it out of the park she's she's a powerhouse that's cool and it's cool you have that uh influence on you know might go they might go hand in hand the confidence that we talked about that you have to start singing your own stuff right out of the gate and from that confidence other people feel confident to just say yeah i'll do it you know that's neat Good for you. I feel very blessed anytime somebody, if I ask somebody to play or uh, whether it's, you know, like collaborating in a band or working on a song, playing a part on a song when they go, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give that a shot. I'm, I'm always really, really humbled and, and honored because um, I, I definitely, I, I can, I can write a song here or there, but I look at myself as very rudimentary skilled, I guess is a way to put it. And so yeah. when somebody like, you know, Jeffy, or sorry, that's his nickname, Cliff, my, my brother-in-law, or Kate, or Kat, rather, um, you know, Greg and Chris, Kyle, Mark, the guys in Trouble Show, when they uh, want to put something together, it's just always an honor to be able to hang out and play with really, really cool musicians like that. That's neat. Well, let's listen to your first song with Cat Hart. This is uh, Breck Lee Durham. That's not with Trouble Show, correct? This is your just you two. Is that correct, or is Trouble Show in yep. Illinois? No, no, this is just me. Um, it's a couple of studio guys and Cliff and yeah. and Cat uh, kicking in the lyrics. Very good. And the song, The Kind You Like, here on the Music of America podcast. <laughs>
And our guest today, Breckley Durham from Reno, Nevada, B Normous Productions, that's B as in boy, B Normous Productions, has been producing and recording music and videos for over 20 years. After years as a performer, the owner, Van Vierhoeven, decided to get back to that which he loves the most, production. Under tutelage of Jordan Valeria, he opened up his own place in Millican, Colorado, with high-end instruments and high-end tools, all on hand to make your sound compete with that of your favorite records. And he's got one goal in mind, that's it for you to look and sound as pro as possible. So go make some records. Go make some videos at B Normous Productions. You can find them on Facebook or at www.bnormousproductions.com. Breckley Durham, our guest here. Breck, do you record in-house or do you go out of town or where do you do your recording usually? So, um... My early stuff, I all recorded at home on a digital recorder that I bought um, from Musician's Friend kind of thing. Um, not with any great acumen, but I, I was learning as I went. But for the last few years since I moved to Reno, um, I've really enjoyed working with other musicians and working in a studio setting. So there's a few places around here. I've worked with, um, worked with uh, a fellow named Mark Miller, who's a, a local retired uh, sound engineer. He's worked in, he had worked previously. Uh, uh, throughout his career in Nashville and LA doing demo recordings and things like that for people. And he's worked with a lot of folks. 
Um, and then local studios like uh, Abbey West recording here, um, here in Reno. And uh, that, that's mostly where I've been doing my recording for the last few years is between those, those two areas, uh, those two engineers. Gotcha. And the, I, I want to back this up a little bit and tell our audience, we actually did this interview a few days ago. And speaking of equipment technology, <laughs> what happened was uh, we didn't record it. Uh, I had the Zoom set up to automatically record, or so I thought, but that default never took. So we did our whole interview without doing our interview, <laughs> which led me to think about, uh, you said, I think in the previous interview, you used a Zoom recorder, or not Zoom, uh, yeah, it was it was Zoom also, wasn't it? A Zoom 16 recorder, 16 track? Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's, if the companies are related or not, but it's, uh, the, the brand name is a, a Zoom a digital recorder is a, I have a 16 track, um, unit, um, my, back to my brother-in-law who I, who played the, the killer, uh, killer guitar on the kind you like. Um, he started doing home recording. And when I'd go visit him when he was living in New Mexico at the time, he'd always show me his latest toys and, and he had an eight track zoom back in the day. And I just went, Oh my, you know, just lost, lost my mind. Um, yeah. with all the, how good the quality of sound was and what you could do on it. And so as soon as I could, I went and got myself one a few years later. And um, so, yeah, uh, my earliest stuff I recorded with my brother-in-law um, on his um, and a combination between his Zoom recorder and mine. Um, so most of that early stuff uh, um, is how we put that together. Gotcha. Was that the one that's got the like 64 virtual tracks that zoom? The one I have has a built-in CD uh, CD recorder. So you can record this and then you can add different virtual tracks to it. And it's really, it's really cool. Except I don't know what I'm doing with it, but, <laughs> but <laughs> you know that I, I, a truer statement couldn't be made for me. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, I, I liken myself kind of to the, the quote from Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, where I was so busy trying to see if I could record and put these songs out that I never stopped asking myself if I should. Um, so there's funny. definitely the D there's the DIY work ethic or, uh, in there definitely comes through in the, in the sound quality, yeah. um, on the, those first couple of ones that I put out for sure. Um, not a sound engineer, I, I admire the folks that can hear that and start to tweak and, and make all those differences with yeah. their, you know, compressing tracks and adding this and adding that. That's a level of skill I have not cultivated and not developed. Um, and man, they are, they're worth their weight in gold. Yeah. They kidding. sure can make me sound a lot better. <laughs> so, um, so since we're going back and referencing our previous conversation, the next song really took me for a loop because it's uh, up jump the devil and i thought it meant something entirely different like up jump like a we're going to up jump the devil we're going to do this thing we're going to sneak up on him da, 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 da. you're going to up jump him you know and it, it, there's a uh there's a dance style down in like it's a combination of old english meets creole that that's really pronounced in the carolinas and in the south and they call it uh, uh buck jumping so that's what I was kind of thinking. Up jump, yeah. buck jump, maybe it's the same thing. Tell me where I was wrong. <laughs> this is kind of funny. <laughs> well, well, the uh, 
the inspiration for that, um, for, for the lyrics and everything in that song was, um, you know, kind of like, uh, the, a term that I've heard in, in old blues tunes or, or colloquialisms where, you know, uh, you know, everything was going fine until up jumped the devil. And now, you know, he, you know, to either scare the bejesus out of you or to lead you down <laughs> the wrong path. Right. And, uh, kind of made me think of the old, um, dating myself here incredibly, although I was quite young, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, old seventies flip Wilson TV show where he would claim that the devil made him do it, you right. know, <laughs> and, uh, and that kind of, that kind of, uh, uh, um, approach or, or look at it, the, the ethic towards it. And so, you know, and, and I think a lot of folks, you know, will, will blame, you know, they want, they want an excuse. They want to be able to blame their behavior on something else, right? It wasn't my fault. The devil made me do it. Or, yeah. you know, I was led into temptation where in all actuality, most of the time it's, uh, it's just our own wants and desires that lead us astray and we need a, we need an excuse. So, um, that's kind of where the, the, the idea and the, the, theme there that's the word i was looking for yeah, the theme yeah. of the song kind of came from i'm reminded of a scene in happy days if you remember that old tv show happy days and you know, it was the early early ones when chuck was the big brother if you remember that far back and uh richie and <laughs> pa richie and potsy or somebody richie and anson williams whoever had gone out and they got really drunk at a fraternity party or something and and he's sitting there with his dad and he goes i, I don't know what happened dad all we did was drink some beer he goes what do you mean you drank some beer? He goes, there's little beer in these little tiny glasses. He goes, how many did you drink? He said, 52. <laughs> <laughs> he only had 52 shots of beer. I don't know why he's drunk. <laughs> Not my fault, Dad. I've jumped the devil. He made me drink all them shots. Exactly. Damn, damn, gravi damn gravity let all that uh, let all that booze down my throat. What, it forced it right gravity. on down there. That's right. The gravity and the devil, they both made me do it. <laughs> Breckley Durham, our guest here. We're going to listen to the song we we're just talking about. The song is called Up Jump the Devil here on the Music of America podcast. <laughs>
hands around your heart Ain't it funny how he takes all the blame Ain't it funny how he's the cause of the sin Ain't it funny how he opens the door Ain't it funny how he smiles as you walk on in Singing up, jump the devil Up, jump the devil Up, jump that devil Up, jump the devil everywhere we haunt Yeah, up, jump the devil Up, jump the devil Up, jump the devil Up, jump the devil, give us all we want of America podcast featuring Breck Lee Durham from the band Trouble Show in hiatus, but maybe back in 24. That's my that's my tease for the next section. We'll find out about that in a moment. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk about another song that really tells the story of my life, I think. But I want to talk about River Ridge Farms first. Vermont's Recreation Lover's Dream is now already taking summer reservations, believe it or not. It's ski season in Vermont, and we're talking summer. Well, Vermont's vacation and recreation lover's dream is this gorgeous vacation rental called River Ridge Farms, nestled deep in the Green Mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farms is an escape to everything wonderful Vermont has to offer. This historic farmhouse is set atop 16 acres of fields with mountainous views, pasture, a pond, tree-lined river frontage. Go and enjoy this beautiful spot right in the heart of the Green Mountain State, along with the multiple nearby ski and mountain resorts, breweries, and biking trails. They have all other tourist activities available to you, including the resident farm animals. Make your appointment and reservation with the host, Diana, and make a point to go out and visit with her pet animals. You can interact with the cows, the chickens, the pigs, and they love it, and they love you for it. Or just stay in this comfortable modern farmhouse, which sleeps 11 guests easily. There's enough space on campus to throw... Events like weddings, graduation parties, retirement parties, or just relax and rejuvenate in the beautiful, beautiful Vermont landscape. So check them out, River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville. If you Google or go on Facebook and look for River Ridge Farms, you're going to find quite a few of them. So if you type in River Ridge Farm, Jeffersonville on their Facebook page, it'll pop right up. Same with Airbnb. They're in Airbnb listings as well, but you want to search by River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville, River Ridge Farms, Vermont's Recreation Lover's Dream. Breck, it's uh, quite a different environment in the mountainous areas of Vermont versus the mountainous areas of Reno, I would say, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a high desert up here, um, but a lot of mountains. Nevada is actually, uh, Nevada actually has the most mountain ranges of any state uh, in the in the country. No kidding. So, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah. Uh, up, up in the, what I call the big empty of the of northern Nevada, um, uh, we've got a lot of a lot of mountain ranges. Not the longest, not the tallest, but uh-huh. a lot of a lot of mountain range up here. So um, I'm right at the base of uh, the Sierras, and so we've got Lake Tahoe about 45 minutes away. Uh, so Reno's pretty pretty lovely, but we have a lot of nice mountain ranges up here in Nevada. What's the music scene like? Because I think of Reno as a tourist town. So what's the music scene like, or is it more established as a resident town now? I, I think I haven't checked the census 
<laughs> stats real recently, but I think between Reno Sparks and, and the, uh, the Washoe Valley here, as, as it's called, we, you know, we've got around just under, you know, half, around a half a million people and it's grown a lot. Wow. A lot of industry coming that. in. So, yeah. but yeah, we, we really do have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the modern industry, uh, big companies. I don't want to give them any free advertising, but they've definitely moved in quite a bit, but, uh, but it is predominantly and, you know, still is. And I think probably always will be, um, you know, a bit of a tourist town. We've got, you know, the biggest little city moniker and get a lot of people over from California. Um, you know, a lot of people touring through here for the, you know, the gambling and the, and the right. entertainment, but, but locally there's always been a, a decent, um, local music scene here. It just kind of has always depended upon how much support it can get, you know, and, and not just start to feed off of itself because most people coming in from out of town, you know, they want to see bigger names and, and quote casino type entertainment. And, um, but there's plenty of, uh, there's a very vibrant and, and diverse local music scene here that I've been really fortunate to has welcomed me, um, uh, without, you know, without, uh, any, uh, too much, um, click, uh, fighting, you know, or, or anything like that, where, um, it's really supportive. It's got a heavy folk scene. It's got a heavy thrash metal scene, really? um, a huh. decent, you know, a good, yeah, a good jazz scene, blues bands, um, just a little bit of everything. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's diverse and no matter where you're at and with me having the, you know, playing with trouble show and we more straight ahead rock and roll, as you heard, like up Jeff the devil, uh, you know, that's, that's the trouble show. And that's, you know, pretty much just a three minute banger, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and then the acoustic more Amer the Americana stuff that I usually end up playing live. Um, you know, that, that, uh, you know, I've been welcomed in both camps and, uh, it's really a supportive, uh, supportive group. You know, it's been really nice, and and I just can't. I'm amazed at the amount of talent that's here, and I think you know almost any local place probably say that, but yeah. it's uh, you know, it's 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 just really it, it's it's a wonderful place to to be creating in. You know, that's cool. Now, are you are you a Reno native? Are you from there originally? No, I, uh, um, I've lived in Reno for seven years. I've lived in Northern Nevada for the vast majority of the last 35, <laughs> 36, uh -huh. um, with a brief time that spent down in Southern Arizona, uh, about eight and a half years, you know, brief relatively, uh, down in Arizona where I really, that's where I first started playing out live. Um, and, uh, and again, was, uh, got into a nice little scene down there, mostly acoustic music, didn't really hang out with any bands or anything back then, but, uh, but some really good singer songwriter blues and folk folks down there that I got to hang out with. Um, cool. but I, I consider myself a Nevadan, even though I'm not a native, so I'll never yeah. have that much, you know, street cred, but I've been here long enough and I married a native Nevadan. So that helps. There you go. Well, see, I was born in Peoria, Illinois we moved to St. Louis when I was three. So I consider myself more of a St. Louisan than an Illinoisan, you know, cause I was three. <laughs> just happened to be born there. Right. <laughs> well, the, yep. the last song of yours that we're going to, we're going to do, I really relate to it, especially where I am in my life because the song is called late to the party and what it's all about. So why don't you explain this? And I'll, I'll tell how that relates to me. 
Sure, sure. So, um, you know, I mentioned I, I wanted to, a couple of years ago, I, I was, you know, really kind of craving to sit down and record live and be in a room with a bunch of musicians and try the recording process that way. And I had three songs that I'd written, and this is one of them. So this is actually, it's a trouble show song, but it was all, it was put out under Breckley Durham at the time because we, again, hadn't become the band yet. Right. But, um, um, you know, I, I wrote it, and at first it, it kind of just started out as, kind of a quirky story song about uh with some vague in on the joke kind of references about some wild events that had occurred at a party or two that i'd been at but then as i wrote it it kind of morphed into a combination of that and just being that guy who you know you know i was in my mid-40s when i moved to reno and and starting you know getting playing out live here and and doing that sort of thing you know it was i was late to the party and yet i was still you know welcomed and so there's that, there was that feeling and also just the feeling of, you know, you have a different set of expectations when you're doing stuff as you age a little bit. Right. So, absolutely. Yeah. you know, it, you know, the, the line in there about, you know, I'm showing up, um, see if they let me in. Um, I'm showing up just getting a play as a win. That's yeah. how I look at it. Right. Any gig I get, um, you know, the acoustic gigs, the band gigs, you know, just getting to play with folks. That's, that's what it's all about is just being able to create, have a good time. And, and when you get to be a part of a community, as you do that, it feels even more enriching. So I, that's, that's kind of the, the emphasis behind the song. Now it turned into more of my, a theme song for me as well, <laughs> you know, unintentionally as the more I played it and the more I kind of realized, you know what? Yeah. It's, it's just more about getting the play as a win. I'm going to show up anyway. Yeah. But how it relates to me and it's that, same vein there's actually two stories but the main one is this this podcast you know yeah they, they say if you enjoy what you do you'll never work a day in your life and i'm not really too late for the party but i really enjoy this and i wonder what if i'd have joined this party 40 years ago man you know it, it's such a neat idea i think what you know what we're doing here with people like you and me and and having people out here and i'm almost it's almost too late for me, but it's not because I'm doing it. So I'm not late for the party. So that's the one thing. The other thing, kind of when you were explaining like your your experience of it, got me thinking about a buddy of mine. I used to run sound for a band up in Kirksville, Missouri, at the radio station I worked at. We hired a local band. And the lead guitarist also played pedal steel, played fiddle, played lead singer. He just did He did everything. And I, I went to see him right before I moved to Vermont about eight and a half years or so ago. And I he hadn't heard me play guitar and whatever 30 years maybe 25 yeah probably about 30 years and i sat down with him and his pastor from church we're sitting there and we're playing some songs and we stopped and he said well shoot tom i didn't know you played that good i said well i don't keith i i just play better than the last time you heard me i said but i'm nothing like you and he said let me tell you he says let me tell you something tom you know norb here he can't play for crap and he knows it you know which was funny, <laughs> but he says, but there's always going to be pickers that are gooder than you and worser than you. <laughs> so you're never too yep. late for the party. You know, you've, you just got to get into the party and then that's the win. Right. Exactly. Right. And just, uh, getting, getting to create and, and, uh, doing it because it makes you feel better to do it than not. Amen, bro. Well, Breckley Durham, we're going to listen to the song late to the party and then come back with, uh, Find out what the future lies in 2024 for you and for Trouble Show. But first, 
This is Late to the Party on the Music of America podcast from Reno, Nevada. show i say and or trouble show because rumor has it that trouble show might be back coming out of hiatus later on in 24 so this is the segment of the show breck where we call it shameless self-promotion where you promote all you want yourself your stuff trouble show 
links to find your music, links to how we can support you, buy your t-shirts, buy your stickers or whatever. So let's do this. Shameless self-promote, go. Um, So I don't have uh, any gigs booked for 2024 um, as of right now. Um, Playing right at the end of December at the Black Rabbit Mead Company, but that probably be in the past by the time uh, this airs. So nothing, nothing booked yet. Um, really hoping trouble show will, uh, we'll get back together and start playing again, but you know, uh, it's, it's all about Greg and, and his health and we'll see how he's doing. Um, uh, I've got about six or seven songs that are pretty close to ready to record. I want to get out and uh, do some recording, um, here in, uh, locally in, the first quarter of 2024 and get those out, you know, mid-year, uh, mid-summer maybe. Um, yeah. In the meantime, uh, the the singles that I've put out solo, I uh, recently um, did an old J.J. Kale cover uh, right before I did the did the gig with Trouble Show, or that ended up turning into Trouble Show. Um, we have one EP out, Trouble Show, called Split the Difference that's available in all the major markets for, you know, or major streaming markets, right? All the different right. services, Bandcamp, um, Bandcamp and the like, um, as well as all of my solo stuff is out there on streaming. Um, I've got three full, full-fledged albums. Um, and then uh, the singles that I've done recently, The Kind You Like with Cat and, uh, and Cliff Hayslip. That's, uh, that's a, that was a lot of fun to do. Um, and uh, I've got all that available, uh, pushing it through Bandcamp. Big fan of Bandcamp and their Bandcamp Fridays that they do, usually about the first Friday of the month, where they, um, I don't know how familiar you are with that streaming service, but no, um, the first Friday of the month, they, um, they give uh, all the proceeds to the artists. So oh, they wow. don't take their cut out that first Friday of the month. They call it Bandcamp Friday. Um, I throw it out there on my socials every, every time it comes up. Um, yeah, they're just, they're, you know, they're doing about all they can for, for the musicians and, uh, uh, to try to help them out when we, you know, uh, anybody who has stuff out there knows that the streaming services don't, don't, uh, aren't, aren't necessarily a way to pay the bills if you're just, if you're counting on streams. Um, so Bandcamp does a lot to, to help that out. So all my stuff's out there, uh, Berkeley Durham, if you, uh, if you uh, Google Breckley Durham, it'll, uh, the first result's probably going to be uh, um, uh, BreckleyMusic.com, which is my website. And, uh, you know, same same moniker on Facebook and Instagram as well. You can find, you know, if, if you're in the Reno area, if, uh, if I'm playing out, you'll be able to find out through one of uh, any one of those places. Um, you know, and, and like I said, all the, all the streaming services, Bandcamp and everywhere else. Um, everything I've done is out there. Good batter, good batter. Katie bar the door. It's all out there. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Breck, uh, happy new year. Good luck, uh, to the rest of 24 and hope you and trouble show are back in business later this year. Uh, let us know, let us know here at the podcast and I'll be able to put something up, uh, in form of something either on the website or, or, or Facebook page or something like that, but more than happy to do it for you guys. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks for the support, Tom. Love what you're doing. Uh, supporting local organic music all around the country. I think it's great. Absolutely. Thanks, man. That's it. That wraps up our week in Nevada. Also, up next, we're headed back east. We're going to New Hampshire. 
You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.